1: It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
0: You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi.
2: Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? Kind of a weird time for the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. A Monday edition, if my uh, memory serves. I believe it's the first Monday edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Am I correct in saying that? I I
3: think you might be right. Let me scroll back through the old Outlook calendar. (coughs) The
2: kid from Wisconsin there scrolling through Outlook. We might have the very
3: first one of the reboot. No, we did it, but we released it on a Monday, but we taped it the week before. There so is.
2: there it is. Yeah. MG, my guy Marcus Grant, what's going on? <clears throat> and of course, West Virginia's finest, Matt Harmon, the creator of Reception Perception, one of the true wizards of uh, wideouts. The wizard of wideouts. Should we, <laughs> Ooh, should we like go that. with that one?
3: Well, we got too many wizards and yeah, wizards. That's man. true. Wizards. Okay. Uh, James, uh, quick, quick yeah. aside before please, we get started. Please, so. Please. Harmon had mentioned that back in the day he had a personal account that oh, he then abandoned. No. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil what it is. He had a personal Reason account that he abandoned and then he created his professional one when he started writing now, more. T- professional. So naturally, uh, Marcus Grant, Patrick Claybon and I were on the case trying to oh, find yeah. this account.
2: Are you talking about Twitter?
3: Yes, Twitter yes. account. So we eventually did, but uh, it made me laugh because I found a Matt Harmon, like, WV at Matt Harmon. <laughs> and it was, he lived in West Virginia. And I was like,
1: yes! oh my
3: God. This has
1: got to be him. He's been lying to us the whole time. This is him. It's Matt Harmon from West Virginia.
3: But alas, it was not. Confirmed, oh. that was not him. That was not him. All right. But it was, uh, anyways, it was the West Virginia thing. <clears throat> I, I thought you would appreciate that. I
2: 100%. <laughs> I love that story. That's great. Um,. And what we need to do, we, we we I guess we fat shamed Eddie Lacy by pulling up some of his old uh, food tweets. Oh. Do we have any old? Can we can we find some old Matt Harmon personal account tweets? Uh,
3: well, Matt could probably. Say one or two, I, unless he doesn't want to spoil it, so people go dig up that account. But we all were kind of enjoying finding some old terrible tweets of ours. That as is, well.
1: Well, I have to say, I spent the entire time trying to delete delete the account <laughs> while they were looking for it, and <laughs> apparently that is like impossible to do. I couldn't get them to send me the email. I mean, it's possible, but I don't remember the password because it's been like. Through or three years since oh I tweeted, God, and, it, that
3: and unfortunately, Twitter didn't respond to Matt in that immediate half an yeah. hour when he. I is... was like,
1: I I need to delete this right now. It's like a hacker movie. I could see yeah. it now. Oh, I it was had some of that
3: cutting back and forth between him like exactly typing, you know what I'm trying saying? to delete I love it, it. it. And
2: all of us like searching absolutely love it by the way we're supposed to talk fantasy today uh we this is good <laughs> we're gonna do an nfc east post mortem we're gonna give daily daps we'll uh start though well we'll talk about super bowl just very briefly as well but uh i guess we'll start with some headlines yeah wow that's still playing that's, the that's bizarre opening music and it's ending the show Excuse oh, me for that, nice. people. Okay. This was, I think,
3: uh, Soundboard was having some issues. It was running really, really, it's on loop. It's that's on why. Loop. That would be why we had the issues. Well, but that's how it is at my house.
2: That's how it is at my house. Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> when you come down the
3: stairs <laughs> in the morning, it <laughs> starts that's, playing. That, that, that. That's your alarm clock, Love too, it. and you have Love it in the shower. And uh,
2: true story, that's actually my ringtone. Is it? That's, that's true, awesome. That's a true story. I like actually that. actually is my ringtone, for reals. Yeah. I, I like the EDM music to pop off when uh, when somebody calls me. Very so
3: nice. All right. Well, let's do some news, and I'm going to figure out to how to stop all these things looping because okay. somebody changed the settings. Fabulous. Here bro. we go.
1: We're going to do yeah. <laughs> The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles, though. I
0: like turtles.
2: We continue to follow breaking news. We
0: watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife.
2: A lot of reports out there that Calvin Johnson, Megatron, is retiring. He's going to be stepping away from football. I don't. I just feel. I mean, I'm happy for him if that's you know if that's what makes him happy. But as a fan, I gotta say, man, I'm sad. Sad. 100%. He's a he's a professional. He's a great professional. Um, I was hoping that he could get traded to a different team and maybe find like a Larry Fitzgerald type, you know, rebirth uh, to the back end of his career. But I don't know. He says it sounds like he's going to be uh, be stepping away. Matt Harmon.
1: Yeah, I mean, from the reports, it sounded like I was seeing today that he even told his friends and family, like before the season started, that this would be his last year. So it's not like he has not made a statement yet, but like just going on the grounds that it's official, it sucks because you hate to see like a great player, like a truly great, one of the most talented players at his position walk away, you know, quote unquote, before his time, even though he's you know it's his life he can decide that it is his own time but it stinks to see that you know and and he's one of the few players like in my lifetime yeah i'm young you know that i can like remember now they're retiring like i can remember the entire arc of their career so it's pretty i mean it's it's a weird moment but it leaves the lines in kind of a tough spot too it does i just feel like you know and i saw that we had gotten hit up on the Twitters about what this means for the Lions. We're so far away from I know being able to figure that out. I mean, we haven't hit free agency yet. There's the draft. There's so many things that can fall into place before we can kind of figure out what this means. But it's cer-
3: it certainly does create an absence of a true like outside threat on that offense now. Like Golden Thanks. Tate found a lot of success running out of the slot there. And I mean, who, who else do they have even on that team that could step into that role? Like Lance Moore is Lance, a free agent. Lance Moore is a free agent. Uh they that's they're gonna either have to address that in free agency or the draft, so it'll be interesting to see how they fill that gap and fantasy owners will have to like, you know, make sense of it accordingly. <sighs>
2: Gosh. I hope I hope he takes a crazy one eighty and says, You know what? I wanna come back, I wanna play for a contender, I wanna play for a good quarterback, and let's go. That would be awesome. I'd love to see him finish his career with the Patriots, maybe. I know we yeah. always say that. Like, we you know, always always like, say yeah, it'd that. It'd be great if it's yes, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, but it'd be really, great though, Tom the, Brady. Though,
1: come on. It'd be great if the Patriots had a big, you know, outside threat. Now they'll just get another little small slot receiver guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't even think Brady can throw deep that well at this point anymore in his career. So it would be kind of a waste. But how, how about he just
3: trades in the the blue for a little green and gold? And oh, you're gross over here. there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but oh. anyways, dude. Back to the point with their wide receiving core. They have Corey Fuller, <clears throat> that was the name I was drawing a blank on. Okay. Uh, you said Lance Moore's a free agent and certainly Qu- Golden Tate there's going to be a lot of questions. Golden Tate there's going to be a lot of questions, but I So what
1: do we think about Golden Tate cuz everybody's going to quote those splits that he had last season, well, not last season, but two seasons now season two season now that where he had that like dominant wide receiver one stretch when Calvin Johnson was out or in games that he was limited or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like how much does how much do you guys buy into that? <clears throat>
3: Well, well, it's a different offense now too, with with yeah. JBC running the show. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to look at it again. I have to watch the tape for when Calvin Johnson was limited and stuff this year and see if that held up once Cooter was was calling the shots. I mean, the
2: one the one nice thing is that you know at the at least at the quarterback position, Stafford's got a big arm, a mm-hmm. big arm, and he and he can get it to you, um, and he's not scared of throwing it either. Um, I and at least he's got that going for him. So, um. I don't know. Like I said, we got to see how the the, the draft works out and what kind of moves they make in the offseason. Maybe they try to pick up somebody and and really, I think we're going to keep a very close eye on that. Certainly uh, during the preseason, there's no doubt about it. Oh, I think you know, Matt. you, you were kind of almost going against—I won't say going against, but now he's going against what he
1: says. I know exactly is, what you're. What, this is this is your right. opportunity to talk about the fact that slot receivers <laughs> as primary <laughs> options in their offense. But I think—I mean—I think it's a valid point when you go through and you look at at least what you—you know—I you know, I know you, you had a relatively small sample size, but didn't you um, just write a column about that? I what? was going to say, wait a second—I didn't give my take. I didn't—I asked you guys. Oh. I I didn't say whether was, <laughs> I, I didn't say whether I agreed with it or not because no, I don't think that I don't think that you could run an offense through Golden Tate, especially this year. He had like I think the lowest average depth of target of any receiver like with his amount of opportunity. Is that uh, right? Yeah, I mean it was like six something under. It was under seven. They consistently really? just threw and in wide receiver screens. Yeah. and like little slants and flat. In the out the flats. Outs. Yeah, exactly. So That's I don't know. I would expect them to definitely add somebody. And they pick 16th in the draft. Whether Laquan Treadwell will be there, I tend to doubt it, or somebody else. So how, I guess, okay, here's the thing. I, I know you've been talking about um, for
2: a while now that you can't run an offense through a slot receiver. But how do you how do you kind of marry that with the idea of the splits? Again, as you mentioned, that Golden Tate had uh, with and without Calvin Johnson in the
1: lineup. When he was out of the lineup, Golden Tate was a, a, a legit receiver. Well, I think that you'd have to look not necessarily just at the receiver's production, but also like the offensive functionality as a whole. And it's not like the Lions were that good of an offense in 2014 either. No. Also, I think that Tate can play outside a little bit like he can definitely separate from man coverage because he's very quick and he's a good route runner and I mean his strength is obviously after the catch so I don't know I think that I think that he probably played a little more flanker last year than slot as well I'd have to look at the exact numbers but he can function as an outside threat for a stretch but you don't really want to be relying on him as a number one over the long term
2: no I would agree with that I would agree with that. Um, the only other headline we have here, and I, I think we missed it last week, maybe. maybe
3: well maybe it we wasn't did. it wasn't so much of a I think it was just kind of swirling and now it was cemented by the reports from our own Ian Rappaport. Uh that what? That the Packers want Eddie Lacy to lose weight, ah, and they yes. want him to lose thirty pounds <coughs> is the report. Uh
2: that's the report. Uh, there's an awesome TMZ report. Yes. Well that we that we did not discuss that uh, <coughs> we're we're it's a fantasy pot. Why not? Tony Horton, the yeah, creator P90X. Yep. of P ninety X. I'm a subscriber of P ninety X. P ninety X. Oh well, f- look at my physique, bro. <laughs> you, you are. I'm hot. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually a, a little bit of a chunky slob. That's okay. Um, I like to eat. I like to eat. I'm like Eddie Lacy, bro. It's like you know, you know, Taco Bell's never closed to me, pal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but no, P ninety X creator Tony Horton says he wants to work with Eddie Lacy. Um, and there's been a lot, it's interesting now because like, you know, when the fantasy season was going, Eddie Lacey was just getting raked through the coals, man. He was just getting, I mean, but now there's a, there's kind of a, I want to say there's a little bit of a backlash, a little bit of a rebound, right? Like the people like us that were saying, my God, Eddie Lacy, trim up just a bit. People now are saying we're fat shaming the guy.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that necessarily. There's different things like you, we were saying before the podcast. Matt made the point that he's not overweight. He's like NFL running back overweight. He's he's pro athlete overweight.
1: Yeah, he could still kick us around the school. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably outrun almost all, all of us. Of us. Too. I'm gonna go ahead and say all of us. I feel like I would have a shot. Okay. But- <laughs> 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 and look, no, and I, I mean, I definitely think that. Like I got, I have a lot of feelings on this matter because I am somebody that was over 300 pounds at one point in my life. I was 315 pounds, and I'm like 230 now. So I mean, I I, I don't I don't think that I'm I don't think that any of us are fat shaming, you know, him as a person. And but also like, <laughs> hey, sometimes you know if you're if you're lacking motivation or whatever, sometimes you need a little kick in the behind to get going. I mean, sure. and that's what the new my mom is. provided plenty throughout right. my life. <laughs> 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 well, they, just, they just didn't. They just didn't take. They just didn't take until I was about uh, 22 years old. I uh, I think that's why it's better fabulous. to talk about this
3: now is that things have materialized. Like the team committed to it because that was the first report was that Tony Horton had reached out to Eddie Lacy, but yeah. now the team and Eddie yeah. have spoken. He, however, he's going to lose the weight if it's P90X, whatever. But they said Eddie Lacy is committed to it as well. So, of this is now this narrative is going to be here the whole off season. But I can't wait until like June comes around and we see some photos of like cut Eddie. He <laughs> start floating sh- out.
2: I would be uh, I would be shocked. So now, if he's not shredded, I saw
3: some people talking season. about this on Twitter this morning when it was coming out. And I'll ask you guys: if Eddie Lacy does drop, say twenty to thirty pounds, looking great, reports are that he's quick, like the
2: Doug Martin thing this year, where do you draft him next year? I I think he will because drafters will be scared. I think he'll fall into the late second, but <clears throat> I think the preseason hype is going to start to build, man. Yeah, yeah. He's I, on a high-profile team. You know, if you if he played for like I don't know the Bucks, right? Or if he played for like uh, I'm trying to think of another. Like even if he played for the Cardinals, you know what I mean? It, it's a, a a little bit great. Look, great organization. I'm not saying, I'm just saying they're not high-profile. Yeah, like the pack. I got you. And, and there's going to be a lot of reports, and and if he
1: looks great.
2: Gosh, man, you're going to see him go back into the first round again.
1: I don't know, only because people are going to be so averse to drafting running backs high, which is, by the way, maybe not so great of an idea. It is a super reactionary thing to how right. things went this year. I might write about that this week. I, I, might. Was, I, was I said- might not. But, uh, <laughs> I thought about it for a few seconds there. Um, yeah, no, I, so I think that he ends up falling. Like, uh, the highest I think he will go is the second round. I don't think he'd get back yeah. into the first round, but I'd, I'd be interested in it for sure. I could see – High second round at best. Yeah. If if the uh, the hype train starts to take off the way I think yeah. it will, I just still think that the first round is going to be so heavy on, on wide, wide receivers, receivers. Yep. that there's just not going to be room for. It's it. It's
3: easy to say that right now, but I think like we were talking about on previous podcasts, Matt, you mentioned that the zero RB was a good strategy because it was a swerve from the consensus. But likewise, if everybody is piling up wide receivers at the beginning of that round, you're sitting there at the bottom of round one, and you can grab Eddie Lacy and somebody else coming around, <coughs> you know, coming around the bend might not be too bad if he's if he's looking back to his, you know, 13 1400 total yard 10 to 12 touchdown kind of kind of form.
2: I think the thing about uh, the thing about Eddie Lacy and, I, and the reason I think he will sneak back into the first round is because the other backs that you would consider on the back end of the first round are go- are going to be guys like Jamal Charles. Yeah. Multiple knee injuries, you, you know, you love the explosion, the offense is great, but can you trust Right, so and here- Eddie Lacy is going to be a younger guy. The only thing about him is that he just needed to lose the weight. Now he's lost the weight.
3: So let's let's, pl- let's play a little like either or here with, with Eddie Lacy and some of these running backs I would love that to. you this might play best. in like, I love the second round. Yes. All right, so Eddie Lacy or LaShawn McCoy?
2: See, if he comes in 30 pounds lighter and he's playing for the Packers, absolutely Eddie. I'll take Eddie yeah,
3: Lacy. Eddie. Eddie Lacy or Mark Ingram?
2: Oh, Eddie Lacy, not even a question mark.
1: Mm. I don't know. I, I don't might, know. I might go with... as
2: Mark Ingram cracked a th- he, I, he coming into this year. He hasn't cracked a thousand. I don't think he's. He was has. going to. And I don't he got think, hurt. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But th- that's the point, though, is that Mark right. Ingram is a guy we're always waiting on. We're always waiting. He was incredible, but was, like so consistent. good when he yeah. was there. He, he was for like, a, for. A, like, what? A uh, maybe a year and a half. I mean, the, fr- the are last we forgetting two years?
1: the 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 first year that he was he was utterly Yes, angry. his first yeah. 3 years were a huge disappointment. Okay. And then the the last 2014 two were great. was really good and then last year he was playing really well till he got hurt. Before he got hurt, he was like the RB2 overall yeah. in uh PPR leagues.
3: I mean, yeah. he his his lowest output, he only had one outing with fewer than 9.6 points all last year before he got hurt.
1: And I mean, he had 1100 total scrimmage yards, just Fast. not rushing. <laughs> Pass, Pass. Says.
3: Uh, nope. Let's see. Uh, CJ Anderson or Eddie Lacy? Oh, Eddie Lacy. Yeah. Uh, some, of th- some of these are hard. Like, I'm looking at the
1: running backs. So, like you mentioned, James, uh, Jamal Charles or Eddie Lacy? See, now that's the one. Now that's ah. the one. That's the one that's going to get me. I think I would go Jamal Charles pretty confidently just because he's, like, the engine of that offense.
2: Yeah. I, confidently, though?
1: Yeah, I don't know that confidently oh. is the word I would use. I don't know. Well, I, All what right. what, I, what do I know? <laughs> I, 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 I like this one here. It might
3: be a little high for where we're talking about Eddie Lacy maybe getting back up to, but Thomas Rawls or Eddie Lacy? There you go.
2: See, now, now we're talking
1: cop out because there's too much unknown. Yeah. With- I know, I know. Stop, stop. There's so much unknown. Right now. So say Rawls comes we, first back. First of all, we don't
2: even know Eddie Lacy's. It's it's a foregone conclusion <laughs> right now. <that> Eddie <laughs> is going to lose the weight. Right. All
1: right. We don't know that.
2: Okay, do we need, so, to, pull, all right, do we need fine. to pull up some of his old uh, no, no, tweets. No no no, no, no,
1: no, no, you jerk. We don't. No, know. Know. <laughs> um, no, I, okay, so hypothetically, okay, Lacey's cut, he's in shape. We've yeah. seen all the sure. storylines,
3: and Rawls is 100%. It, ankle is great, and he's the
1: starter. They haven't added yes. anybody else in the draft. You know, maybe like a fourth round pick or something like that. Well,
3: I mean, they'll probably still grab depth. Can I can I give you can I
1: give you a realistic thing here? Okay,
2: because of the timeline of Thomas Rawls's injury, he's not going to be one hundred percent come training camp. There's there's one hundred percent no way. It's going to be very hard. They're going to say he, they're going to say all the right things. He's you know they're going to say oh he's looking great he's healthy he's going to be on track to start. We're we're not going to see him until week four of the preseason. I can guarantee you that. Right in stone.
1: Uh, I guess probably Eddie then. Yeah, I mean, I would say Eddie. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> have all the running backs gone? Wait, wait. So, okay,
2: well, let me ask you this. Then. So, get, you know, Thomas Rawls, Eddie L- So, So, you're saying Thomas Rawls is, what, a back-end, second-round guy? There's so much unknown with if him. he's If he's the starter. I mean, he was really good oh, when he was there. Can I give you one? I don't know where he's going to go. Go for it. How about Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> or Eddie Lacy? or taking Eddie Lacy? I'm not taking it's Zeke that high. I'm not Zeke that how, I'm about if, how about if Zeke goes to, like, like a great landing spot,
1: like Indy or something. Oh, Ooh. yeah, no, or still Houston? taking Eddie. Ooh. Houston would be nice. Still yeah, taking probably it. probably would I probably, probably st- would still take Eddie, but it wouldn't shock me if if somebody if, did now if, if Zeke finished higher than than Lacy if if all the stars aligned. Uh,
3: Carlos Hyde's another one. That was the one I was just going to say. Carlos,
1: Carlos Hyde, Hyde, Hyde or Eddie Oh Lacey. Lacey. God, <laughs> a year long broken foot or. I don't and know, just so man. many unknowns, like how he fits. In. I mean, in theory, he fits well into Chip Kelly's offense, but there's so many unknowns there. I'd take Eddie Lacy. See, I think like last year, I avoided Hyde like the plague. Okay, and it worked out. Yeah. Um. This year, I can already tell my like I can already see stupid three months from now, Matt Harmon, like you know
3: what, <laughs> overdrafting him. Yeah, <laughs> I already I already see myself re- reversing that trend as well.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm taking Carlos Hyde all day long, all day long. It's pretty exciting. Right. It is exciting. Well I like that, it. that was
3: a fun game, but we uh, could we could go on forever, but we should probably move on to the okay, rest that's of the podcast. Fine. That's fine,
2: that's fine. I obviously I, I give away my uh my tendency to uh draft younger, exciting upside, players, yes. upside guys.
1: Remember Zegalli. when Jalen Strong love was your third wide receiver in the one draft we did? <laughs> Wait, who was Jalen Strong? Strong? <laughs> <laughs> was that right? Yeah, yeah. at one point oh, I, we, I love I love yeah. upside you, guys. You a, I love upside guys. You took three wide outs and the last one was Jalen Strong because <laughs> I think you said what threw you off was you took like Gronk or somebody really
3: early. Oh, I so, don't Or like Jimmy yeah, yeah. Graham. Oh, Jimmy and, Graham. And it threw off your wide receiver. Cause My they, strategy. You we were yeah. in the draft and you were like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, this was all, This was also. Didn't we do this one? Like uh, it was
1: early? early. No, no, no. no
2: but uh, obviously early. But I'm saying like w- it was like on paper. Like we didn't yes. like. Yeah. It there wasn't like a list of like you know best available no, or no, like no. Pre- preseason rankings or anything. It was just right. like oh hey. I think we had printed out
3: some sort of list, but yeah, yeah. it was not accurate by any stretch.
1: Um, and I think I waited on wide receiver way too long. Yeah, you took a lot of running backs. I remember when you took uh, Tevin Coleman and you, like, and did I th- the fadeaway shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think
3: that was that was one of the mock drafts where you built an all-Cal team, too. Like you, oh, I think you took, like, okay, C.J. Anderson, okay. Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, so, really,
1: yeah. you just didn't care. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> uh, shocking. Right. Uh, a mock draft in May. Uh, shocking. Uh, it wasn't May because I was here, pal. Okay. So it was July. July. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair Anyways. enough. Uh, but, yes, let's uh, let's talk
2: about the NFC East. It's uh, clearly one of the uh, – Should the we get Super Bowl out of the way real quick? Oh, and sure. Then let's we'll do Super Bowl. All it's right. playoff challenge, right? So we're doing playoff – cha- we're getting down to it here. It's finishing, yep. Super Bowl. There
3: might be some, like, office pools or whatever. Okay.
2: I like it. Cam Newton, uh, obviously a, a great play. Yes. He there's might, no other choice. He might, he might be good. There's no other choice. Yeah, there. there's no other choice. You're not playing Peyton Manning. No. So it's key. I wouldn't. Uh, that would make no sense. No. Uh, so there you go. Uh, C.J. Anderson or Jonathan Stewart. Bigger game. Uh,
3: I got to go with Jonathan Stewart because I just because I, I know Gary Kubiak's going to give Ronnie Hillman like at least eight to twelve touches, and I'm going to be infuriated every time I see it. Yeah, I'm worried <laughs> about that.
2: But that br- it, it, the the equalizing factor here is the Bronco defense. Yeah. That's the equalizing fact. And also the fact that, you know, if they get real close, Cam's uh, a running back vulture. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're, we're expecting Jonathan Stewart to rack up some yardage, maybe break one off from 15 yards out.
3: Maybe he's just, I feel like even if in that kind of case, he's just the safer bet for me.
1: He actually had a ton of red zone touches this year, Jonathan Stewart did. The elite, I think the weeks that he was healthy, it was either him or Devonta Freeman were, was the top in like red zone carries among running backs. So this year they did trust him a little more in between the 20, or down inside the 20. Okay. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders or anybody in Carolina's offense? Ted Ginn Jr., I guess, maybe. I mean, well, we know the deal. With, I mean, you know the deal with Ted Ginn. Yeah. You know what that's, you know what you that know that what that's
3: about. Um, He's I, the
1: upside play. Feast or famine. Feast there or famine. Go. Okay. And then
3: I guess Emmanuel Sanders is the wide receiver I'd feel the best about because I don't know. They'll probably have Josh Norman locking down on DeMarin. Thomas would yeah. be my guess. Right. Depending on how the, the offense, you know, how
1: they scheme it, but – if I my my if the Wi Fi in this place actually worked on my computer, I could tell you a little bit better. But wow. <laughs> whatever.
2: Wow, first world ah, problems here. Cl- okay. Classic, classic,
1: <laughs> classic NFL. Meme. Wait, am I missing yeah. something? What, what is the Philly Brown narrative?
3: There was what was it, Matt? Was his,
1: his 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 mom died yesterday.
3: Yeah, his his oh. grandma passed away yeah, yeah, over oh, the weekend. Sad. Oh, or yesterday so, or Saturday? He's probably
2: you know motivated. Motivated, motivated to have a big game. Have a okay. big game for her. Okay, Motown Philly Brown. I like it. And you know the thing is about the Super Bowl too, isn't it? It's always interesting that there's some random whiteout that. Uh,
1: that has, makes a big, play, a big play. Who who would we guess that that would be, though? Like, who, Uh Benny, Benny Fowler?
2: No, no. That, I went with Benny Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> I went with Benny yeah, Fowler. I, I went could, with Benny Fowler. I think Benny Fowler is going to have a rando touchdown. Cody That's Latimer, good.
1: Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Let's not get crazy. I will say there is something to be said about, like, in these big games, like championship pedigree, and I know that maybe I'm just reverse jinxing the Panthers here or I'm, okay. being, or I'm being stupid, but, right. like, I, because obviously championship pedigree hasn't done much as they've curb stopped every other team on the way to the Super Bowl. But, yeah. like, you know, Manning and these guys have at least, like, been there, done sure. that recently. And that does matter in these big games. Like, 100%. I know a lot of people are projecting, like, a blowout. I don't see it that way at all. I don't all. see it that way either. No,
2: not at all. Um, let's talk about the defenses. I mean look, it's Greg Olson or Greg Olson. Uh but the defenses, that's is this is interesting. Panthers D or Broncos D. Who has a bigger game? I fantasy wise I gotta go with Panthers
3: D. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just Manning's, turnovers.
3: Manning's a statue in the pocket. That Panthers D line is great, especially in the middle. Like those the guards in center are gonna have a handful with K one short and star, Lotulelei. Ooh, right. yeah. Ooh like that's yeah. that's 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 a mismatch right there and that interior pressure is the harder one for Manning to dodge because there's, he can't he can't just step up in the pocket we might be seeing him
1: There's going to be a few a couple. Manning dead goat sacks
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hate goats so much
2: um <laughs> But, man, no uh, no love for the Broncos, D, huh? You well, know, no, they just so cl- – it was so clear-cut. Panther well, no, cause it's just, it is. It's more about the fact the that fantasy I just, I, like... I think
1: the Broncos are going to have a harder time moving the football than the Panthers will.
2: I think – see, I think for me it's I, – I, I think it's a little bit more of a toss-up only because when the ball gets in the air, okay, and we're talking turnovers and possible pick-sixes, the Broncos got that one in spades. I mean, um, I think Manning's going to avoid uh, Josh Norman like the plague. But on the other end – What's Cam gonna do? I mean, he—he's got to throw to one of these two guys. It's such a mismatch on both sides of the field.
3: I'm very curious to see how Wade Phillips schemes against Cam, though, because, like, they—you know—they only rushed their three or four guys and got a lot of pressure on right, on, Brady, on Brady. But the the Carolina offensive line is so good that I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So. You know, if well, he, and it's Cam. And it's Cam. But so right. that's the thing. If they, you know, if they go back and drop in man, then Cam can just run
2: for 15 yards of play. And I think move I th- the chains th- that way. I would be, sh- I would be pretty surprised if Von Miller's not doing a little QB spy. You know what I mean? I would imagine it be somebody other
1: than Miller because he's, they'll use him to, try to rush the, the passer. Back. I yes. think. See,
2: like that, that's. I don't. I don't think that's a great. I, I. just don't see that as a great. He's their best uh, pass rusher, though. He, he is their. He is their only hope <laughs> of getting <laughs> <to> Cam. <laughs>
1: Well, that Demarcus Warefell is pretty good. Yeah, that, he is. But and Derek Wolfe's good, too. But Yeah, see, I think that – and and their linebackers, too, like Danny Trevathan and those guys, they can run a little bit. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. The other Brandon Marshall. The Mar- other Brandon other Marshall.
2: Brandon Marshall.
1: Ah, uh, I don't know. All right, let, let me just get picks here. Super Bowl picks. Who do you like? Should we should we do winner and score, or is that yeah, what you're asking? Go, yeah, All let's, right, let's winner, do winner score. Oh, score's so stupid. You don't know what the score's going to be. That's the whole point. Yeah, but it's <laughs> That's the point.
3: Okay, Greg Rosenthal, just, you know, <laughs> rain on the picks parade over I there.
1: I'm just saying. Give me a pick and a score, Matt Harmon, for goodness sakes. Uh, Panthers, 100 to <laughs> 2. <laughs> wow.
3: This
1: is, you just said it wasn't going to be a blowout. Well, that's, I'm protesting the score part. Okay. But I'm but my pick is the Panthers. It, first of all, first of all, I like that you're protesting the score. You
2: When we ever talk daily – the only thing you ever talk about is what is going to be a high-scoring game and
1: what's going to be a low Well, okay, game. I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game, but okay. I'm like, all right, so fine. So 17-14. to 14. Thank Yay. you. Yay. Thank you. It's not that difficult. It though. has to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not difficult, it's not fun. MG, give me a, uh, a pick and a score. I'm going to say Panthers 27-19.
2: Okay. I feel like I we have to have like like an odd, weird score. A weird score. This year. Okay, so. I like it. I was going to say Panthers 24-16. I'm going to go 20-17 Broncos. I'm going the dog here on this one. I like it. Uh, I I am going the dog on this one. Uh, I know most everybody's picking the Panthers, but uh, you talk about that championship pedigree. Um, If it gets to be a, a nice, close, tight game, the Panthers haven't had that yet. Uh, Do they start feeling a little bit of the pressure? They've won so many games to be this close. And yeah, you know, and I just uh, and I like the kicking game a little bit more for uh, for the Broncos as well. I could see them winning a, a, a very tight one, 20-17.
3: I just can't wait to watch it. I want
2: to get there already. I think it's going to be a great game. I hope I'm so. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, it we, we've had some not-so-great games. Last year, uh, last last year, year was, was amazing. Good. Last year was great. Last, last year was year amazing. Last was so good. Last year was amazing. But Bronco Seahawks was not. Whoops. That was bad. Yeah. Uh, all but, right. yeah, I think this one will be good. All right, let's talk about the NFC East. It's uh, the, the probably the highest-profile uh, division in, in all of the NFL. Uh, what do we take away from the Cowboys?
1: A lot of injuries, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is, is what is this group going to be like next year when they're healthy? And and I think at some point you have to start to wonder about Tony Romo simply because he's had so many injuries. What he's had two collarbone injuries in the last couple of years. In the last year. In the last year, he yeah, broke the, broke same, same, the one. same one again. Um, <clears> you know, I mean that that starts to take a toll on just the physical ability to throw the football. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I think on paper. This is arguably the best team in the division. They just they just couldn't keep all their guys on the field. But I, I do think you know I think Des Bryant is an, a guy that you like to bounce back next year if he's healthy and if as long as Romo's on the field. And I see the line. Can we believe in Run DMC again? I don't see why not. I mean I don't see why not either. <laughs> he, he
2: was by far the best running back they had all year. I think I I will say this though I think that if. Uh, who does – Dan Jeremiah's got uh, the Cowboys taking that quarterback out of North Dakota
1: State, right? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Um, That's the buzz.
2: But I, th- I do believe there's going to be a, a big pressure, right, if Zeke Elliott's still on the board. They won't take him
3: at four. They won't
2: take him at four. I would be, I would, would be more
3: thinking if they don't take a quarterback at four, they take a wide receiver or something. Because Jason Witten has been a phenomenal player, but he is ancient now. And like he was the wa- tight end twelve, but we were talking about that Harmon. He did like all of his scoring in week one and seventeen. And, and he, looked, he looked, uh, yeah. he
2: looked, yeah,
3: he looked, he looked calcified. Ter- Terrence Williams has had, you know, we know what he is at this point. enough of that. Uh, <clears throat> and then Cole Beasley's like the only other threat. So this, what this offense probably needs more so than anything is another reliable pass catcher to help Tony Romo out and take some pressure off of Des. Or thrive in that space that Des creates,
1: and there's such a weird offense too. Because if you look at Des Bryant like throughout his throughout his career, like he's never been one of the like top targeted receivers in the NFL, which is weird to me. It well, that's because I don't know they they don't believe in just throw it to your good players. They they believe in spreading <laughs> it around to, to Terrence Williams. Well, Holton's Jason Witten's been a target hog for a, a good portion of that too, though. I know, but it's but it's just it's just it's just peculiar that you would think that that Des would be the type of guy you'd funnel uh Julio targets Jones yeah. targets like, to. You know, Julio but his top his top target total of his career in 2013 was 159. Like Julio pushed two hundred this year, same right. with Antonio Brown, you Hopkins. know Hopkins, yeah. Hopkins yeah. all those guys. Des has made his living off like big touchdown conversion rates. Mm-hmm. Which is great, but if there's gonna be a step back in quarterback play either through Romo starting to finally the injuries catching up, whether he gets hurt again, and then there's a rookie in there. It makes me kind of a little nervous about Des Bryant. No, a, little, a little bit. If Romo can stay healthy,
2: Des Bryant, <clears throat> I, I said it in the preseason this year, but gosh, I just feel like Des Bryant can be the man. Uh, I feel like he could be the wide receiver one um, given the touchdown potential. And, and it's like you said, the guy's never had a hundred catch season. It's insane to me. Sort of amazing. It's it insane weird. to me. Uh, and, and the way that the offenses are, are transitioning now to pass heavy offenses, uh, if Romo can stay healthy, I know it's a big ask, but if he can, you got to think Des Bryant has uh, tremendous upside. Uh, and that's saying a lot <laughs> for a guy who has been, you know, one of the greats in the game. There's no doubt about it. Um, All right, well, let's talk around DMC a little bit there. Yeah. Finish the year as
3: the RB13, over 1,000 yards. And uh, I think he had 4.6 yards per carry.
2: And it was great because a lot of the damage he did was, you know, from week five and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, you know, month of the season, uh, it was not. Well, it's because the Cowboys
1: were time. trying to, like, wedge so many other running backs in there. I mean, Joseph you know, Randall. We had Joseph Randall. We, we had, uh, I mean, who else was in there? I mean, well, Robert Turbin got some carries. There was the Kristen Michael Truth. Lance moment. Dunbar was oh, a bigger Lance, part of the offense. Before Lance oh, Dunbar. That's, that's, that's right. That's who I was trying to come that's up with was right. Lance Dunbar. But, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, they kept they yeah, trying to mix and match, and you know, you said it before the season, James, that it was going to be Darren McFadden as the last man standing, and that's kind of what happened.
3: Where do you guys draft him next year? Assuming they don't have somebody that's immediately going to come in and usurp his role, because he's still under contract this year for a decent amount of money. Right.
2: Uh, I, I would be surprised to see him go before the fifth round, but I think around that area is probably where you'll see him go.
1: I think yeah, he goes around like fifth and sixth. That's at best. Yeah,
2: that's kind of where I feel
3: would feel comfortable taking him.
1: Yeah, I mean, because you're ba- it's a volume play, you know, and it's people don't really get interested in veteran like a veteran volume running back plays early in the draft. Yeah, so. no.
2: I could see him. I mean, again, if the Cowboys draft a running back, then then obviously he he falls way off. But uh, but we'll see. Uh, how about the Giants? Uh, they've got a new head coach. Uh, basically, it's you know. The same offense, obviously. was Yep, was their offensive coordinator. Uh, their OC, Bob McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. <laughs> always. <laughs> I'm such a big N- NBA fan, I always call him It's like the Bob third or
3: fourth McAdoo. time on this podcast. Always call, call Bob him McAdoo. Mc,
2: yeah, I know. Ben McAdoo, the, the OC for the Giants. Now they had uh, the HC uh, for the Giants. Um, I, I like the direction he's taking the offense, and, and they've got pieces there that definitely intrigue me. It starts with uh, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham Jr.,
3: Yes, that's a great place to be. Beckham, uh, you know, doubled down on his great rookie season this year and proved that he wasn't a flash in the pan. Not that anyone was expecting that. Right. Um, I think is he for you guys one of those first round wide receivers next year potentially?
1: Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. He's I mean. probably two behind Brown. Yeah, I would agree. I like him.
3: I like him. Uh, what the question is too? What do they do opposite him? Because Reuben Randall is a free agent, and He's they have gone. and not that good and not that good. Right. Uh, very inconsistent. He'll have his splash 20 point games and get everybody to believe and then he'll disappear.
1: I'm not buying that. No. Uh yeah, they will they will have to make a move at wide out because they don't have any cuz like you said they don't have anybody behind him. It's like
3: Dwayne Harris and uh
1: who am I forgetting? Is Preston Parker still on that team no, somehow? No, they, they got they, rid of him They got right. him very early in the year. And they don't really have a threat at tight end either. I like Will Ty, but more as like a contributor. Yeah. Sure. But the problem is, like, their roster stinks. Like, they <laughs> – they oh, I mean, you know, God, but they, it, they, I forgot really they, they re-signed Hakeem Nix late it last year. They did sign yes. Hakeem Nix back. Um, <clears> but, <throat> no, I mean, he's right. There's, there, there aren't any real threats beyond Odell Beckham in this offense. I mean, you know, Shane Vereen – Was meh, Uh, you know Andre Williams. I can't believe they didn't get more out of Shane Breen. It was surprising. What was the the point of signing him if you weren't going to throw him, you know, eighty balls? How many? How many? He 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 had eighty-one targets. But it just felt like it just was never on a consistent basis. No, you know, Uh, and it was also late in games too. They never
2: established him uh, in games. But I I think Andre Williams will be gone this offseason. God, Uh, please. I I I feel that bad. was a tr- that was not a great draft pick.
3: Um, um, wait, hold on. Let's play. Let's play. Guess the yards per carry for Andre
2: Williams. I don't. Oh, it's to. less than. It's got to be like three point one. Less
1: Harmon. Less. I'm gonna go with two point nine. Two point four. What? Come on. I was gonna give it a two seven.
3: Uh, two point nine. Wow. Yeah, there it is. And he his long run was 35 yards in a game where he had six rushes for,
1: for 43 yards. Beautiful. Absolutely, yeah. No, he's uh, he's got to be gone. That was. I, I imagine they're gonna cut. One him. of the more painful things. Hopefully, with I mean, I love Tom Tom Coughlin, and it kind of feels like he got a weird, bad rap there towards the end, the way everything went down. Oh, he got a raw deal. There's no question. Yeah, but hopefully, with Tom Coughlin goes Andre Williams.
2: Yeah, Andre. I think Andre Williams would will be gone. Rashad Jennings obviously is, has battled health his he's, entire career.
3: He's interesting, and that's why I wanted to put him on the rundown too. Is because he actually when he got. The requisite number of touches of like a feature back the last four months of the year, he actually performed pretty well.
2: You can put you can say that any year he's ever played, right?
3: He is always has stretches, he is actually a good player, he is actually a good player, player. he's a very good player. But that's why I'm wondering if maybe they realized towards the end of the year that their committee was not working out at all and did that or if it was just a function of health and other things. But like Orleans Darko was still there, Andre Williams was there. But Jennings uh, actually led the league in rush yards the last month of the season and was third in fantasy scoring over that time span as well.
2: Yeah, I, 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 if he gets the opportunity, I, I wouldn't. I would never, in, uh, you know, invest more than like a sixth or seventh round pick in him, only because it is impossible
1: for him to stay healthy. It's impossible. Well, my weird. But cons- he played sixteen games this year. Yeah. See, my weird like conspiracy theory, and this is probably wrong. So take it for a grain. Take it with a grain of salt. But like, I wonder if. All this time, like they kept using that stupid four-way committee, being like, "We're saving Andre or uh, not, Andre Rashad, right, Jennings. Rashad Jennings for playoff for run? the stretch run." But the problem is, they you never were there. bad, so <laughs> that was the one fatal flaw in that plan: is you weren't good enough to get to the stretch run. <laughs> so I do wonder if they did that. But also, yeah, I don't. I, that would be an interesting spot to see a young running back like Ezekiel Elliott go to. Because I think Dan Jaramillo's got him there. Really? Yeah. What? Where do they pick? Ten? Like, ten? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's kind of. You know, if I, I really like Ezekiel Elliott. I haven't dove too far into the running back class as oh much as I gosh. have with the wide receivers. I'm but so high on it.
2: It's ridiculous how high I, uh, I am on Ezekiel uh, Elliott. James, ridiculous. early guess. Where do you draft
1: Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, Is my here. gosh. <laughs> Me? Is he
3: climbing to round
1: two? Nor- or where, okay. <laughs> where, do, where do you draft him, and where do normal people draft him? Okay, so I would probably, in a
2: 12-man league, I would I legitimately, if I had like an early pick, I would legitimately take him. In the early third. Legit. That's hot. Um, that is hot. Yeah. and uh, But I think in in most normal leagues. But, see, he went to Ohio State, and if he goes to a team like the Giants, again, another high-profile team from a high-profile school, a high-profile player, he's going to go early, too. He's going to be overdrafted. I'm going to be one of the guys that overdraft a
1: guy. Now, I was trying to remember. I mean, I know, I know Todd Gurley was hurt coming into the year, so we knew he wasn't going to play right away. But I still feel like he went – what five six? Oh, he in went the, in the fifth. Four, four he, to
2: six range. Yeah, four for to sure. six range. hundred percent.
1: Right. I mean, uh, so I mean, I I would believe that considered. You know, if if Gurley had been healthy, if we knew that he was going to play week one, I could have seen him creeping up to the third round. And oh, easily. You know.
3: Um, Zeke Elliott right now actually. True. Um, three of our mockers: Zerline, Bucky, and Chad Reuter, which uh, he just popped up on here. So welcome, Chad. Have him going at twenty-two to Houston. Bucky or DJ actually does not have. Uh, Zeke in the first round.
1: Interesting.
2: Are you sure? I'm looking at a mock draft right now.
3: I'm looking at his most recent from
2: January 17th. Daniel Jeremiah. Uh, oh, he is 10. at
3: he is at 10. I don't know why it didn't highlight him there, Ezekiel but okay. Elliot. You're an idiot. I'm bad at computer. <laughs> can't run the soundboard. Can't find Ezekiel Elliott on the mock draft. <laughs> it's a bad day for you. You know what? Let's just delete this podcast. Let's start over. Let's <laughs> start over.
2: I mean, look. It, the the funny the, the best part about the draft to me is the fact that we obsess over the first round. Maybe the first couple rounds, maybe, but definitely the first round. But it's the guys that go in the third, fourth round that could be humongous contributors to their team. So, um, yeah, what the Giants do at at wide receiver uh, in the draft, they're going to have to address that at some point. I doubt very seriously they do it in the first round. Um, Where does Treadwell, where's Treadwell projected to go by D.J.? Uh, Treadwell for DJ. I, maybe Minnesota is
3: where he had him. I'm trying to find him. I'm
1: trying. Uh, Minnesota, 23. Oh, 23. See some of our some See, of so our homeboys here. Uh, that do the mock drafts and everything. Yeah, they have Treadwell lower. Yeah, where then where I think he ends up going. Um, but then then again, they know more than me for sure. Right. Um, I think a lot of people have questions about Treadwell's long speed, which. I think his combine performance is going to be Yeah. Very It'll important move him up. for him. Like if he if he goes in there and pops Lows off up, a yeah. four or five even just if he runs a four or five, which is seems kinda silly, but that's the way the draft process works. Like if he goes in there and runs a four or five, people are like, Oh, fine, nope, we're good with the speed, but if he goes like he's not gonna go in there and bust off a four seven. No. You know, like <laughs> See,
3: our other two so Bucky and Chad have treadwell at seven. See that makes sense. To San Fran.
2: Ah. Wow, that's a big That'll be uh, interesting. That's a big difference, but yeah, I mean, I mean, clearly he's got the. I think he's got the tools, man. Um, if he ends up, like I said, if he ends up in a in a Giants uniform, can you imagine? Him opposite Odell Beckham Jr. I. It's funny you guys say that you know they're far away. I don't think they're that they're, they're that far away. I think they're one good player away from being a real impact offense.
1: Well, an impact offense, but we also haven't have we talked about how bad their defense is and how under like manned they they are personnel wise on yeah, defense. That's the biggest, which is it's kind light. of. But isn't my... that isn't that good for the for fantasy? Well, for oh, fantasy yeah. purposes. Well, I, you were saying far off. I was interpreting Oh, was oh, like oh. oh yeah, far off. I, I got you. I got you. Okay. But no, I mean, for fantasy purposes, it is great. They'll have to be throwing it a lot, you know, chucking it down the field and everything. But I do think that because their defense is so bad, they're going to have to spend big resources... Like, we're sitting here like, all right, are they going to take a running back or a receiver? It's like, they their line is bad. Yeah. Their defense is bad. They're going to have to address resources there, too. Yeah, no, I get
2: you. No, I get you. I, I think... Uh, the. I, I believe in them. I, I think they'll make the right moves, and uh, and I think we'll see a, a nice bounce back year uh, for the for the Giants next year. All right, how about the Eagles though? Uh, again, another <laughs> another team with a new head coach. Um, uh, what what should we expect here now that Chip Kelly's gone? Stay away from Sam Bradford. I mean, we we all we know that right? Like, if, oh yeah, you, oh yeah. That's just no longer a that's that's debate. Not, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was Peterson... only it
1: was only cute because like we thought oh Chip Kelly likes back when we thought Chip Kelly was good a genius right. But. You know, we were excited about it then, but now, yeah, it's it's over.
2: All right, so uh, you know, Doug Peterson, the the new head coach there, uh, strong ties to Andy Reid. Ironically, um, I guess you know we're going to be looking at that running back core. Demarco Murray, what do we do with him? What 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 are our takeaways here?
3: Uh, well, just you know, look real quick, Murray finishes the RB 18 in standard last year. Matthews as the uh, RB 33, but as most of us know from watching it, and it could have been system-based, but Murray did not look as fast last year nope. as he did in his Offensive Player of the Year campaign. And he just seemed like a bad fit for all the stretch runs that right. um, Chip Kelly was doing. So if Peterson, and I'd have to look more at the running game that they did and orchestrated more closely in Kansas City the last couple of years, but I think both of them will fall into that. We keep talking about running backs in that like five to seven round territory. Yeah. I could maybe see myself grabbing one of those guys there.
2: DeMarco Murray?
3: That high? If I said five to seven, I probably wouldn't reach five, but I'm saying I could see him going that high based on like name value and stuff. I
2: would be surprised. I really would be. I I, I don't think he's gonna go in the first seven rounds because the Oh I think the press. Yeah. No, the press has been so negative on him. Um he's gonna slip. No? I me? mean but
3: seven. I mean But it's been better since Chip Kelly left though too.
2: That's interesting. That's a good point. Because remember,
3: there was all this stuff about, like, DeMarco had a meeting with the own team owner and stuff on the plane back and blah, blah, blah. That's and, a good point. You know, Fabs made the point, too, and sometimes teams, they have a lot of money committed to DeMarco, and they're yeah. going to feel, you know, obligated to feed him the ball more. And if it's Part system- of me
1: really likes Murray as, like, a bounce-back pick. I okay. mean... I, I, I can see all of that, but I just still wonder. I mean, you, you still have Ryan Matthews there. What, um, what are you still going to have Darren Sproles potentially probably not. hanging around? Yeah, you, But they're still, you know, I just, I, I, I wonder with a new coaching staff and a new offensive scheme, like how do they use these guys? This has the makings of another really serious platoon situation. By
2: the so way, why did, they, why did they commit so much money to the tight end position? Makes no sense Apparently they want to run a lot of two
1: tight end sets.
2: Zach Ertz and was it uh, Brent Selick? One of the Selick boys. Brent, Uh, Tom, Brent. uh, Whatever. Sure, I like them all. But, no, I I don't understand why commit so much money to the tight end
3: position. They also got them at a discount, though, because the cap hadn't adjusted yet. Like, a lot of people said Ertz Ertz should have waited. And the thing is, Ertz, you know, he was an off-season sleeper, struggled through a lot, but he played very well down the stretch. And, actually, this was a nugget, I think it was from one of our NFL Network research packets that they do a great job with, but they talked about on ATN was Ertz's 450 yards over the last four games was the most by a tight end in that stretch. In is NFL, that right in NFL history? By in NFL history, last four games, 450 yards. I'm pretty positive is what they said. Wow, was the most interesting. But what I'm interested, I wanted to talk Ertz too on this because Peterson was kind. Of, um, both Peterson and the new offensive coordinator John DeFilippo have used tight ends a lot in their offenses so far that they ran. Uh, Don't
2: tell that to Travis Kelsey on
3: Well, no, I mean, actually, like, target wise, uh, Kelsey had, uh, where are my numbers? Uh, just shy of 18% of the to- total targets in Kansas City in okay. 2014. It's pretty And good. just shy of 22% of the total targets in 2015. So That's a pretty big usage for a tight end. And yeah. likewise, Barnage under flip last year had 20.5% of the targets to himself. Okay. So I think that's probably why they wanted to, knowing once they met, knowing what kind of offense they wanted to run, they yeah. wanted to get those tight ends in there. Lock them up. And uh, now Ertz could be, I'm going to, you know, we to watch some more stuff and crunch some more numbers, but I think Ertz could be a good, like real good sleeper candidate this year for maybe an Eifert-like season.
2: Does Jordan Matthews come back? I think he was a huge disappointment. Oh, he's definitely a huge disappointment, but I do think
1: he bounces back. I think they figure out how to get him the football more consistently. And, I mean, we saw for as much as we just dumped on him this year. Absolutely. Back half of the season. Yes. He was pretty good. I know. You know, and I think, you know, obviously everybody had given up on him at that point, but, I mean.
2: I traded Steven Goskowski for Jordan Matthews. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's
2: fine because kickers are worthless and don't, <laughs> don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. But no, I, I mean, that's I mean, that, that's the value that Jordan Matthews had at that From week nine to the end of the
3: season, he scored seven touchdowns, you know? Yeah, um, several of them were still in garbage time, though. Hey,
1: look, garbage points count. I know, count. it still counts,
3: but like... Now, uh, here's—I I was curious to get Harmon's take. He was seemed pensive there yeah, as he was trying to wrap his head around the enigma known as Jordan Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: it's not even just Jordan Matthews; it's this entire passing game because we're sitting here mentioning about how they clearly want to use the tight ends and and they have made a financial commitment. To Ertz and Selick, they probably want to run two tight end sets. That's going to mean that Matthews is going to have to play outside, which is something he's done literally like not at all his entire career. He's played even 90- at Vandy. Well, I don't know about at Vanderbilt, but I mean in the NFL, oh, okay. like, um, he's played ninety two percent of his snaps in the slot this year. He right. accumulated the most receiving yards from the slot of any like full time receiver. Can I
2: can I make one argument though? Yeah, go ahead. Is that in Chip Kelly's offense, the slot guy does get downfield.
1: Well, that's the thing he was not getting like any downfield targets in the beginning of the year. Right. But I don't know whether that was just because the entire offense was dysfunctional or Chip Kelly was trying to force him into that, but that was like to Marcus's point when he was more productive in the second half of the year, they were actually getting him more downfield targets. Right. And he was making plays in traffic, which was kind of the, you know, despite his size that was kind of the question with him. I don't know. Matthews is I like a lot of people have asked me that so far, you know, and I would do want to of course you know, pending his reception perception results in yeah. the off season for to give a clear answer. That's what a lot of people are asking me: is like, can he play outside? And I don't know. I mean, I know in his rookie year he had below average scores against uh, man coverage, but had very good scores against press coverage. So I think he can survive outside. I do think that like his best role is kind of like a marquee, like a Marcus Wilsons or Mar- Marcus Colston, Marcus Colston. Thank you. Like that sort of role, like a big short area receiver who's really good after the catch. Um, but also, I still like Nelson Aguilar, and I, he's a guy I want to really take a look at this year to figure out like what quite I like went on with him. Because I, I had him as kind of a sleeper last year, like, thinking sense. that maybe he could really step up in the offense. And, and the offense as a whole struggled, and I think yeah. that, that torpedoed a lot of different guys. I, I'm with you there. Like I don't, And also, I know uh, Mike Clay tweeted out a really good graph of it, and now I'm forgetting where I put it here on my computer, but uh, he... Aguilar, that being like faced a ton of just really tough cornerback matchups throughout. He faced like Trufant, uh, Revis, uh, Norman. You know, like all like all the best cornerbacks in the league. Ma- Aguilar had to deal with as a rookie, so it was kind of like a, a trial-by-fire thim- thing, and, and obviously the offense wasn't very good. So There's a lot of intriguing pieces in the Eagles offense like left behind from the wreckage of Chip Kelly, but I just don't know right now how it's going to sort out. I do believe too, that because of all the negative uh, press that the
2: Eagles offense got, I think a lot of these guys will be pretty good by low candidates. I really do. You're going to be able to get um, good prices on every single one of these guys come draft day, but, uh, but we'll see. Uh, in terms of the Washington ball Club the NFC East team that made the playoffs. Of course, the trigger man is, is what everyone's talking about. Kirk Cousins. I, like that. I, like that. <laughs> I do like that. I like that a lot. Uh, the kid out of Michigan State, man. Uh, he's got a big arm. I like him. Um, he, he's courageous in the pocket, uh, and he'll throw downfield uh, if you Did let you him. Just say he's Kirk rageous <laughs> No,
3: but I will. It almost sounded like that for a second, and I was like, "That's too funny, not
2: to." You know funny. what, man? From from now, moving forward, he's Kirk-rageous. He's kirk courageous to me. He's kirk courageous. He's to not me. even courageous in the pocket. He, he gets, he gets, he gets <laughs> so no, scattershot right. when you pressure him. <laughs> he, he's Kirk-rageous. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say is that he'll stand in there,
1: is basically what I'm saying. I mean, I guess while also looking afraid, but I don't blame him for that. But there like, you go. That's a thing a quarterback shouldn't do, but, you know, whatever.
2: Um, where do you take Kirk Cousins?
1: Lower than when we, where people are going to take him. People are going to he's going to get over, he's going to get overdrafted.
3: I like some sometimes in leagues if I wait and I mi- end up missing the like late run on quarterbacks I will take two dart throws at guys and hope one of them pans out. Like Andy Dalton was a frequent dart throw for me in situations yeah. like that this year. Yeah. Thankfully he worked out. Cousins would be one of those dark dart throw guys where I take I actually draft two quarterbacks and try and see which one is, looks better to start the season and then
2: is he a top ten quarterback next year?
3: in, like, the Eli Manning top 10
1: sense. I mean, I he's, like, he's hanging around at, like, 10.
2: I mean, pull, someone pull up his fantasy game log from the back end of the season. He was, he was, was ridiculous. Great. I got it. One sec. He was ridiculous.
3: He was great. Um, so he scored, let's see, the final six weeks, 22 points, 13 points, 21 points, 35, 32, 19. That's amazing. And That the, is incredible. And the 19 was in a half. Right, and he came out firing early. Now, right. <laughs> a, a caveat to that is okay. he had three rushing touchdowns in that span. That that's going to be tough to predict if they continue to use him or if Matt Jones elevates his game and they use him more. So. Right. And he had he had three four touchdown games in that span. You though, know,
1: and so. I say like, what's the phrase you use? Like he, he, was oh, wait, a, he, he was a Costco player, basically. Like, I mean, a lot of this t- a lot of his touchdown passes came in it was both. a Harmon quote, I think. I, was, I mean, Percy Solami. Week, yeah. week seven, a credit, yeah. to credit, to credit, credit to credit to credit <laughs> to credit. Week seven, he had three touchdown passes. Week ten, he had four. And then you know, the four, four, and three to yeah, end the season. To end the season. I mean, a lot of times it was just a one touchdown sort of game for him. So, and he did most of his damage against bad pass defenses that can't put any pressure on you. I think when you adjusted for sack rate, he was really bad against teams that are not really bad, but just wasn't as prolifically awesome as he was against those teams that don't put any pressure. I mean, on you look at defense. the
3: game against St. Louis, great front line, 203 yards and a touch, 12 fantasy points. His game against Carolina, 207 yards, a touchdown, an interception, two fumbles, six points. At one point, I was... Uh, at one Are we point- not
2: nitpicking this, though? I mean, you know, uh, the guy put up numbers. Well,
3: I mean, that's, that's the case where if I'm drafting him as an every week starter, he's going to run into those tough matchups, and then I'm going to be more concerned. I'd, right now, I'd like him better as a, as a matchup-based option or a, an at-the-top like streamer.
2: So well, I so I guess from what I'm gathering here, everyone wants to take him at double-digit rounds,
1: yes? yes. Yes. Well, that's where I want to take my quarterback, anyways. Yes. Okay,
2: that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But I mean, it, so I. But the question becomes, like, where does he finish next year? Are you putting him? He's obviously not a top five guy. Is he a top eight guy? Is he? Is he even in the top ten in your mind, Matt Harmon?
1: I would say he finishes somewhere between nine and twelve not sterling
2: confidence there's no
1: question about <laughs> it No, but i but i also don't want to sound like i'm talking down on him because i do think he stepped up to the point where he's like a starting quarterback in the NFL like i don't want to sound like i'm one of these people that's like i always believed Kirk Cousins would be bad and now i still think he's bad like that's not true but i just i just wonder if if we'll see the same like ridiculous stretch out of him i mean that I, i'm just i mean I'm, I'm looking at this and maybe we are nitpicking i don't know but he had five rushing touchdowns, but just forty-eight rushing yards. Like, how do you duplicate that number? You know that 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 just seems. Isn't it really but hard? But couldn't to that be a couldn't that be a
2: byproduct of the offense? It could, know. and the running backs struggling Stink.
3: or whatever. Or I forget how. I know he had a he had a bunch of sneaks, but I forget if he had any scramble ones too. Um. So I'd just be wondering if also if they lock him down to a big contract, they might not want him to be running as as much like they might have to this offseason. So here's
1: the, here's the thing. When okay, so this was something I looked at when I was doing like playoff DFS, which feels like a thousand years ago. Right. But I'm fine with that. Uh. So against teams like from week ten on, against teams that were bottom twelve in sack rate on defense, he averaged two point eight touchdowns per game and a 133.9 passer rating with 10.2 yards per attempt Okay. against the only two defenses he played that were not in the bottom 12 of sack rate. He averaged one touchdown a game, one interception a game, a 96.7 passer rating, and 8.3 yards per attempt. That's not horrible. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, He he had a 97 passer rating? 96.7. Passer rating's stupid. Oh, no. But it doesn't, no, but that doesn't correlate to, like, fantasy scoring. It does. It doesn't necessarily, but it tells you he's even against tougher defenses, as you're saying he's still playing the quarterback position pretty well. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm agreeing with you that he still played competently and like he completed 75.4 percent of his passes in those that's games. That's great. That's great for like being an NFL quarterback. But if we're talking like where where is he going to go in fantasy? Uh-huh. That's still like that's a guy I want to stream. Like yeah. I want to have him when he plays one of those New Orleans or the Giants or something like that when he's going to have a big game. But for games where he. Runs into these more tougher opponents. I don't want to be like, well, I took Kirk Cousins in round nine or round eight, so I feel like I need to start him every week. Mm, that's that's where I'm at too.
2: All right, okay, there you go. I, I'm a little bit higher on him than I than I think you guys are, but uh, but that's okay. Uh, I don't know. Again, uh, he, again, because quarterbacks do go so late. I I'm not saying I'm going to take the guy in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, will I will I start looking at him in in round eight? Yeah, absolutely. Depends on who's on the board. Interesting. It depends on what kind of league I'm in. Yeah, right? yeah. Like if if the quarterbacks have gone hot and heavy early or if I'm looking at again, when you get to that part of your draft, you gotta start strategizing, dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta look at team needs from other teams and, and if you feel like a quarterback run is about to happen and Kirk Cousins is your guy and you want that guy, um if it's Kirk Cous- if you don't get him and, and you're on the wrong end of that run and you're looking you're staring down at like Joe Flacco or or
1: Colin Kaepernick? That makes sense.
2: <laughs> let me just
3: yeah. go well, get so like Kirk Cousins. Let's do a little quick this or that then with a few guys I could do with Eddie Lacy. Kirk Cousins or Derek
2: Carr. Carr. I'm gonna say Carr. Upside. Harmon?
3: That's close. I know it's close. I would probably go with Carr. Uh assuming he stays
1: in the in uh, New York, Kirk Cousins or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Uh Kirk Cousins. I didn't see I I'm not even gonna answer that question because I don't want to rely on either one of those guys like <laughs> to out. I mean, I know he finished below Cousins, but I just kind of have this crazy thing for Fitzpatrick. You know, so. yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm I like with it. You, Cousin. I think you know what you're going to get. Well, he's got better receiving options. Definitely. Uh, That's definitely true. Cousins or Rivers. Rivers, uh, Rivers I mean, is like the same thing every can you year.
3: Well all of his receivers died. Like, no, and that's not <laughs> a, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I
1: mean, like, can you promise me that his offensive line and his wide receivers will stay in Well look, so <laughs> so, so knowing
3: knowing what we know with everything that happened with Philip Rivers, he still yeah. almost threw forty eight hundred yards,
1: twenty nine touchdowns. Did he and lead only the league picks. in pass attempts? In attempts? I Probably. Did. I think he did. But um, uh and the, he's and he's tough as nails, man. And you can get like Philip Rivers. Like if you actually wait on quarterback, if you're not one of those people that's like, oh, I took Ben Roethlisberger in the seventh round, I waited on quarterbacks. But if you actually wait on quarterbacks, you get, you get Rivers already. in like the 13th. Which, by round the way, every yes, year. yes, he did lead the. Uh, yeah, he's, he's at he 661. 661. That's an awful lot. Well, they couldn't run the ball and they couldn't establish anything else other than just uh, just oh, get man. the ball out of Rivers' hands. No, but I would go. With, I would probably go with Cousins over Rivers. I
2: think Gates is probably going to step away at some point here. He's well, a free agent. and Malcolm Floyd is for sure retiring. So. Um,
1: to get Boy. Keenan Allen back though. Get
2: Keenan Allen back. Yeah, Dontrell yeah. Inman. Oy. Okay, Darius
3: Green.
1: Can I can I t- take the steering wheel on this this or that thing real sure? First? Kirk Cousins or Blake Bortles, or is that not even a question? I I'd want go Bortles. Bortles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not okay. Look, uh, w- I will rank Blake Bortles
2: ahead of Kirk Cousins, but there's no draft. Alive, where I take Blake Bortles.
1: Oh, he's gonna he's gonna be overdrafted. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm not gonna take him at
3: his where his asking price will probably go. but He's gonna
1: but be he like a round pick. Oh, gross. I don't.
2: I, I just don't see. It. I don't see myself taking that guy in in any draft. Just because of again, I think he's gonna be a too overdraft. I think you still get a decent bargain with, with Kirk Cousins, given his skill set and uh, and what he and his division too. His divisions defenses are that just bad. bad. Yes, this
3: is true. That works in his favor. There it is. All right, should we do daily depth to get out of here? Well, let's real quick. We got a couple, two more names I want to talk about briefly. At least, sure. Jordan Reed finished as. a oh gosh, how did I forget about tight that? end three? And uh, he had a fantastic season, oh actually. So I just wanted to get and talk about targets. He good. Was do, he, yeah, golly, he got, he got pummeled from Kirk Cousins, and we kind of saw, especially late in the season, once he got he, once he got healthy, he was in really good shape. Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Well, that's an interesting one. Like, gross. If
2: Alfred Morris leaves, oh, he's gone. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way more that's, – that's already the talk that they're not going to reset. Yeah, you know? Right. There's no way.
3: But so what, Matt Jones is more interesting. I mean, Jordan Reed, he's going to be a top tight end take, and people right. are going to buy into that upside. I mean, he uh, was, I think, second in fantasy points per game in standard leagues behind only Gronk. Oh, and my gosh. Played, Jordan,
2: he, Jordan Reed and Gary Barnage are going to be so interesting where they go in drafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Reed, again, health concerns – <laughs> i mean health concerns on health concerns mm-hmm. on health
1: concerns and and scary health concerns too like soft tissue injuries like hamstrings right. and, and concussions. concussions uh so again i it's like if you're taking
2: one of those guys man it's i love i love it too because jordan reed this is the first year he's put it all together gary barnage first year he's ever put it all together uh, he's definitely on the on the back of his career gary barnage as much as i love the barnyard dog yep at, at least jordan reed's a younger guy mm-hmm. um but, man, those concussions scare me. Soft tissue injuries, as you mentioned, the hamstrings.
3: But he's one of those ones where I think the upside is worth it. When, yeah, like, I agree. What, what tight ends do you take over Reed? Gronk and Eifert? Eifert? Maybe, maybe Eifert. I think Eifert. I think those Eifert are the Eifert only two sure. off the top of my head. But then if I'm looking at like Olsen, Walker, very consistent. Barnage is there. Yeah, I think I like Jordan Reed's upside over those guys. Travis Kelsey's
2: is there. The way, the, the, the way I
1: look at it is if you don't get one of the top, say, three tight ends – you're probably not getting a guy that you feel confident in starting each and every week, nope. but why not take the chance on a Jordan Reed? Know that you will have a stud when he's available, and then if he's not available for whatever reason, well then you're stream. Just, then you're just like everybody else in your league. You're streaming so, tight ends. Yeah, yeah, streaming tight ends like it, it definitely has become a little more like cachet and popular and everything. But yeah. it's such a nightmare to. It is. It's
3: awful. Well, even like I was, I was actually putting together a chart and I was like a graph of the top, the top tight end one finishes every week, so one through twelve. Uh Gronk led the way he finished in the top 12, 12 times. Walker was actually second with 11 top 12 finishes. Reed and Barnage had 10, Olsen had 9. So there's still guys you can count on like week to week. Reed was the number 1 tight end four times the last year. That's amazing. So that's his upside. Nobody else was even close. That's amazing. It's a stud. That is amazing.
2: Uh yeah, I'll uh I feel like I feel like I'm going to pass on Reed too. I I just like going for guys go- like Richard Rogers to me is, is going to be an upside guy. Yeah. You are really trying what? to five Walford to me is is an interesting Walford Wolf- maybe Walford
1: yes Rogers come on what I, I can't th- even take the Why? take the bear glasses off <laughs> I,
2: I, the bear maybe goggles I, maybe I just like seeing him on my roster
1: I think you do maybe that's what it is I think you do
2: um uh another name I'll give it. Virgil Green is another interesting name to me. Um, and we'll see what develops in, in the off season there. But I don't know. I'm one of those guys that just waits forever on tight end. And I, and I never take uh, one of the premium guys. But I may have to reach and just get Barnyard Dog just because I just like yes, him. you love him. <laughs> get the players you like to watch. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
3: Uh, and, and this is supposed to be fun. Real, real quick then, Jones. Match-up. If he is the guy, yes. where do you guys play, like him, if at all? Five. Oh, people, he's gonna
2: go before five. People
3: will
1: take him higher than yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. I, I think you guys he's going think he's really gonna go in the fifth round. Oh Dude, yeah, I think he's going Please. fourth. I think he's going in the Ugh. fourth. Come on. I mean, if you if, how if, long have you played this game? If you get the feeling that he's going to be the guy in Washington, I mean, if if there is no Alfred Morris, which we expect, Matt Jones becomes the guy there. Yeah. I mean, what if they they've they still Chris Thompson? What if they uh, what if they
3: resign Pierre Thomas? No. Matt Jones lost four fumbles on 144 no, carries. No, they're, not gonna, they're, they're
2: not gonna. They they are not bringing. He, in I think Thomas
1: he's back. a splash player. I think Jones is because he had a couple of those weeks where he looked like filthy good, but then yeah. he had a couple where he looked like filthy bad.
2: Uh, I mean, it's those. It's it's the size and speed combination. Uh, yeah. Right, I mean, he so just, like a
3: Laddie Murray type.
1: Oh
2: my gosh, when he breaks one off, you know, I mean, you know what that, I mean. That week, he two, makes
3: you feel it. That week two, 123 yard, two touchdown game that got everybody infatuated with him and made him the top waiver priority, and people were sinking yeah, fab yeah. budget into poor, him. Poor, poor, oh, yeah. franchise. <laughs> <laughs> poor franchise, poor franchise,
1: poor franchise. Like th- th- that guy never like makes a, a big statement, but like all week he was like Matt Jones Thursday night against the Giants, and it was just. Well, it- I was remembering this when I was looking at his fumbles. Is that was the game where franchise had that take and
3: Jones's fumble was when he was reaching for That's the end cool zone one, yeah. and it went out of the back of the end zone. Aww. There's
1: nothing worse than when like one of your like one of your friends like that in the industry is, or like works here like makes a big call like that and you just like repub- everybody like on national television is, is just watching it crash and burn. Yeah, <laughs> turn your <laughs> turn your phone off for the night. Don't go on social media.
3: <laughs> it was made worse because it was the Island game too. Yeah, the
1: Island game is the
3: worst. What, um, wait,
1: what's the island game? Island game is like the it's like a a prime time game that everybody's so watching. There, night. So, oh, right? yeah, got it. That was, uh, dude. I live for island games, and at, like island games with no fantasy like implications, because then I don't care what happens. Like I just go in, just guns ablazing on Twitter. <laughs> I, I fire off some <laughs> island game tweets like you wouldn't believe. Uh,
2: oh, that's great. Yeah, no, I think he goes in the, clearly in the top five rounds, but uh, I think oof. I think again, just given his jersey. I think he goes in round four. I really do. Man,
3: all right. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Should we? Should we dap it then?
2: Um. Yeah. What you don't want to take? You don't want to have a hot take on Deshaun Jackson? What's up, dude?
1: What? What's Deshaun Jackson is who he is. Yeah, he is who he is. What is who he is? Pierre Garcon had a really good year. All right. Okay, he played very <laughs> – no, I yeah. like – Harmon just dropped that out and
2: smirked.
3: Nobody could see that at home, obviously, because it's audio. But he he just like tried to lob that grenade into the middle of the studio. No,
1: but like, he kind of actually did. He played really well down the stretch, and he's still a co- really good underrated player.
3: No, I like you know? Pierre Garcon. I am, But I'm not huge no, on him in fantasy.
1: No, no one's drafting him. Stop. Okay, well, fine. No one's drafting him. Except me when I win my league. He Stop. didn't have more than 80 yards receiving in any game. You me. didn't have more than 80 yards. <laughs> 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 let's do daily drafts right. and get out. <laughs> This is the day.
2: Daps and hooks. Give me daps because I be scribbling
1: right. Give me dabbing up. depths about.
2: Daps up. All right. Daily Dap time on this beautiful Monday. Uh, I guess it's not so beautiful, actually. Uh, Weather alert. The weather podcast here. The, what's up with the weather, man? Yeah, It's El Nino, man.
3: Wanted to give us one more rainy day yesterday and cold day today. Or as Harmon refers wind. to it, a tundra. Uh,
2: can I just say this? By the way, the wind is just – it's like tornado conditions outside right now. That, oh, and, there is a lot of wind. And <laughs> Matt Harmon's hair. Is still <sighs> yeah, you, perfectly qua,
1: you missed it, but like we just took a little stroll with with uh one of our producers, Hytham,, uh, before the podcast, and I was like standing at the gate of the door like I'm like, I don't even know if I want to go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was ninety percent sure I was gonna get my hair blown. Away. I did
3: go on a run yesterday, though, in the wind, and there were points where I would reach corners or like side streets that hadn't been cleaned because, like, the, there are a lot of dead palm tree branches, in it, and if there is any wind, they just get Gone. thrown around. And right. it looked like like Fear the Walking Dead in Los Angeles, or something. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I was trying
2: to drive. I was had was coming back from a longer road trip yesterday, and it felt like I was driving through a car wash. I mean, it was brutal out there. Anyways, whatever. Who cares? Dale Adapts. Uh, Marcus Grant, what you got? Uh, One quick thing. I got a couple of things, but
1: one quick one. I should have said this earlier when we gave our uh, our Super Bowl preview. Yes. Because, uh, you know, every year they simulate the game on Madden. It okay. has uh, been correct, I think, like nine times in the last, I don't know, decade or so. It's not bad. Uh, so we already know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Okay, who is it? Uh, it's going to be the Carolina Panthers 24-20, to 20, oh. according to uh, the good folks at EA Yay. Sports. Why didn't so, you tell me uh, that? I would have had the score prediction. Written. You know, I forgot. I'm sorry. But do, you, the, do your research, bro. My, uh, hey, my, my 102 sounds like it might happen. My real, my real daily dap uh, actually goes out to De La Soul, who uh, one of the – I won't say pioneers of rap but certainly uh, a game changer when they hit in the late 80s into the 90s. Sure. They're putting out an album. First, no, they're not. First album in 12 years. What? They funded it completely on Kickstarter. Yeah. It's uh it's called And the Anonymous Nobody. Love so it. uh yeah, it's uh their eighth studio album, the first in 12 years.
2: I think the first since they did. Is this going to be uh, like fully downloadable on like Spotify or something or like
1: Uh it might be. Now if you uh subscribe to their, you know, their online, uh, you know, their website and stuff yeah. like that, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll get some sort of, uh, you know, Heads up! Like I remember a few years ago, they actually put their entire catalog. They made it downloadable for like a week. Yeah, yeah, we I downloaded. Uh, it. All. So that's I got great. the whole thing. So I would imagine, you know, if you were on that mailing list, you will probably get a little yeah. heads up when it comes available. But uh, yeah, they all soul. I mean, I don't uh, think they're going to put out a physical CD. That would just—I I can't imagine that'd that. be but, silly. But uh, I mean, it's a group of guys in their 40s still doing this thing, and uh, that's crazy uh, so talk. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward. Do they
2: have? Do they have a uh, an out date for when they might have their first single or something?
1: You know what? I have not seen it. I was looking. Uh, I was reading on Rolling Stone today about it, but I haven't seen anything about. Dave But I would say stay tuned because I would imagine it's coming. You
2: think they? You think they hang out and chill? Of course they do. No, really though. Of course they do. I mean, because some of these guys don't. Well, no, but I'm sure they do. You think? I think so. Like, because like the guys at Aerosmith, they don't hang out. No. You know what I mean? No. No, I just imagine. I mean, De La Soul's not. I imagine De
1: La La Soul Soul does. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Totally, especially well, you know, and you know uh, what, uh, Mace's kid is playing in the NFL, Uh, sort of. Really, Trey Mason. Trey Mason. Oh what my you, gosh, that's you, right. Yes, what Trey Mason. Guys, what are you guys talking
3: about? I love when we get on a <laughs> topic that's slightly outside of Harmon's frame
1: of pop culture reference. It's just the, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, it, I was just going to say, I did the same thing last week when you guys were talking about the esports thing, and I, like, yeah. I realized, I was like, I haven't been listening for the last three minutes. What are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, WizKid, what's up?
3: Uh, Not too much. I got a fun one that I uh, found on, it was all over the place on the internet. Uh, Facebook, people were sharing it, Twitter and stuff, but. We all know Donald Trump backed out of the Republican debate last right. Thursday. Yes. So Stephen Colbert, on his late show, decided to make his own Trump versus Trump debate. Oh. Taking all the times he's flip-flopped over the years on different opinions and stuff. Beautiful. And making it, made a nice matchup where he was the moderator between the Trumps. Yeah. And it was quite fantastic. You will not have a hard time finding it. It's on uh, Colbert's YouTube page, and I'm sure somebody you know has shared it on Facebook. So give it a watch. It was pretty funny.
2: dude. I need to go and download that. I need to watch that it's immediately.
3: That is amazing. It, it was good. That sounds amazing. It was very well done.
1: All right, West Virginia's Finest, what's up? I'm going to dap because I came in unprepared. I found something luckily here in the 11th hour. Okay. Um, do you want me to go first? No, no, I got it now. Okay. But seriously, I've never I've never, never come into the studio yeah. knowing what I'm going right. to do. Exactly. I always forget. That's so okay. um, just in the last hour as we were doing the podcast, I realized that some woman tweeted something about Uh, cam newton and uh like tweeted to shannon sharp and of course it made the rounds it was a screenshot of peyton manning on one side dressed in a suit and cam newton in the other side wearing a beanie and like like his team beanie and his team hoodie and he said and she said it's not about race peyton is dressed for success and cam dressed like a thug for interview with espn she tweeted that to shannon sharp in the last hour uh, she's Ooh. deleted her account. Ooh. So wow. so I'm I'm giving my daily dap to Twitter for taking down stupid people like that. <laughs> As bad... Because, listen, if you can't... If, you, if you're going to say something stupid, don't be surprised if people get mad at you on the internet when you say something stupid like that. What? And honestly... I, the hell yes. is wrong with people? <laughs> like, for one, what I don't... What is wrong with people? I'm sure some people said some terrible things back to her, and that's not the appropriate way to handle so- something like this. But at the same time, like... If you're gonna tweet that, you gotta know that's gonna happen, and you can't be pissed about that. Yep. And two, that was a stupid thing. Like that was a, t- a horrible thing to say. Of course. Thing to say. Like it's just ridiculous. And I, I like some of the like it is getting a little tiresome that we're having the same conversation about Cam Newton every day. But at the same time, like this is an it is an important issue, and I think it's good to talk about it, and we should talk about it. And I, and I mean, I love the fact that Cam Newton. I love him for being the person that he is. Yeah. Because he inspires. Joy when I watch him play, and that's oh, cool. God, yeah. But also, like who he is as a societal important figure, and how he is exposing these people for for thinking this way, whether they know it or not. Right. That's a great point. Um, hey, it's so funny how the the Peyton Manning people
2: are brought out into this whole thing. You know what I mean? It's it's like they have to like defend their guy or something.
1: You know, it's yeah. Like, it, I, I don't get that. Uncoincidentally, yeah. she was the now-deleted Twitter account was wearing a Broncos well, uh, jersey in her avatar. Clear. <laughs> clearly,
2: clearly. I, I mean, that's what I don't get. You know, it's like, all right, look, he he's had his day. Um, but you know, I, I even I don't think he minds if somebody else shines, for a second here. But golly, man, the the Peyton Manning people out there are crazy right now. They're crazy right now. Um, daily daps to uh, Alex Egalharn and MG. Uh, they're mm-hmm. heading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting this out right now. You're only allowed to listen to Bay Area artists uh, while you're up there. <laughs> I think MG can make that happen. I can make that happen, and easily. you can make that happen as well. Easy. But I, I want E40 and heavy rotation, <laughs> <laughs> heavy, heavy Bay, rotation. Bay please. Area has a deep catalog, man. There's no, no, a- I understand that. I understand that. But you know, you're not going. Th- you're. I, I know it's supposed to be in San Francisco, but it's really. I mean, come on, Santa Clara. Um, it's clo- It's that's a little closer to Vallejo right. than, than it is to San Francisco. I, I'd like to hear a little bit of the E40 brought into the mix. That would be great. Uh, Slurricane should be uh,
1: now. I know. Heavy rotation. I, I mean. Local local band Metallica I think is performing. They uh, are Saturday night. Like <laughs> I said, local band like yeah. some some sort of like hole in the wall. Yeah, they play at this uh, this great little lounge. <laughs> go check them
2: out. Finally getting out of the garage. <laughs> Metallica, just go
1: Metallica. check them out. Go check them. They're to do some good things. Uh, right.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, I I guess Green Day could be in there. Green Day
1: could be in there. <laughs>
2: Green Day, a little.
1: Which you know, for the all the depth of, and I know we gotta get out of here. But yes. for all the depth of musical talent that comes out of San Francisco, yes. out of the Bay Area in general. Okay. It always makes me so angry, like, okay. when the Giants are in the World Series or when the 49ers have a big game, yeah. how they always trot out Huey Lewis in the News to sing the National Anthem. Like, all the depth of talent, and you're trotting out a guy who hasn't had a hit since 1987. Like, what are you
2: doing? I'd love to see Green Day go out there with the, uh, with the eye makeup and the black nails. That'd be awesome. What are they doing? That would be cool. Uh, I'll give Daily Dap to Travis Kelsey um, because he's oh, having yes. a pretty good week. Uh, uh, e the channel, E, decided to greenlight his reality show. It's a Bachelor-style show. That made me sad. It's going to feature 50 women. Why does it make you sad? 50 it's... women. I, I so hate... that was announced on one day. I hate stuff like that. <laughs> and then the very next day, Travis Kelsey signed a $46 million extension. Yeah. So. I am sure there won't be any problems with this at all. No. Uh, with a reality-style women uh, that are on the show, and uh, knowing, uh, widely publicly available on the news, that uh, Travis Kelsey signed a $46 million stretch I'm sure that will have no part. What in could go wrong. wrong? What I- could go wrong in that scenario? I'm sure the show will be entertaining,
3: but I just can't stand <laughs> shows like that. I have every iteration possible of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Handles, <laughs> hashtags, phrases, word combos muted on Twitter. I just... Beautiful. The, the breadth of people that I follow and respect that live tweet that show is shocking to me, so I had to get it out of my life. Can Mel, Mel
1: Kuyper has, like, Bachelor rankings now.
3: What? Well, because Bachelor <laughs> sure. Fantasy Leagues are like a, are becoming a thing. No. No. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, that's like part of Mel's hashtag brand now. Is They're a big he, thing. If you listen to their first draft podcast, he he he'll go on like a like a a rant, like he's talking about a draft prospect when he's talking about like <laughs> the women that are
2: like Annette just... from Bachelor, yes, or whatever. Yeah, no, he'll be like
1: Brittany from Bachelor. Yeah. He'll be like, you know, she's first in, first one out of the building. You know, <laughs> she's gritty, but she looks the part. She looks the part. Is that right? I'm not kidding. I li- I listened to their first two episodes uh. this year, and and he'll he'll go on. It's a couple good rants about that. That,
2: that is so funny. But that's I, just
1: that's just TV. I thought I thought baby. that's I thought that show had pretty much fallen off now. Oh, oh no, not. it's still no? So popular. No, it's still hot. It's
2: still strong. Wow, I haven't seen. I've I've never watched a single episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelor. Same, and I would like to keep it that way. Um, but boy, wow. I, I mean I'm I'm you know diametrically opposed to the concept of it as well. But you know, yeah, it's right. Funny. That is weird. It's totally weird. It's very weird. Uh, by the way, so like, imagine if Travis Kelsey meets somebody on this reality show. Oh boy! Be nice, be no, good. Nope, let let nope. the man find some. Uh, I'll just say this as well, fantasy related: not drafting, tra- not drafting tra- Travis Kelsey next year. <laughs> because not at of all. This show, not man. at all. Not at all. Ooh, of the show. distraction too, too distracted from the show. No, see, what I was. He's I'm, gonna eat from that forty-six million that he just.
3: What I thought you were gonna say Travis was uh, that drafting. if he starts dating one of these girls, and then she like. Comes to the games and Travis Kelsey struggles if it's going to turn into the next like Olivia Munn sort of thing where the fan base Russell turns Wilson on and Sierra Russell Wilson in Sierra yeah. <laughs> he's a celebrity <laughs> tight end now celebrity <laughs> tight end yep and he is fans. literally
1: because he's going to have a reality show I so have a, he will be a celebrity yes. I have a question before yes. we before we go I'm Please. sitting here doing a, a dynasty startup mock draft with the uh, like a bunch of the guys from Roto World okay um I'm on the clock in the second round okay should I take David Johnson Brandon Cooks David Johnson, why, why are we even debating this? Keep I know. I'm really tempted to just do that. Why, I mean, why none would of this you not? It doesn't he's, matter. He's kind of old, though. He is 24 years old. Okay.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, we're talking dynasty. He's my age. <laughs> just,
1: <laughs> no, like. Uh, but he is. <laughs> what he is. Okay. Well, no, I mean, it's a good point. He is an older running back. Older running okay. back. But, that's, and he also took a ton of touches in college. Okay, that's fine. But you can get five years out of this guy. There's still Randall Cobb. No. No. All right. Well. Uh, well, if, well. Anyways, so why did like, you waste everyone's time? With so no, no. no here, here's wow. the thing. Like the age is
3: Sorry. age is a good question. David Johnson is eight months uh, only eight months younger than Lamar Miller, who's been in the league for four years. Okay. And Le'Veon Bell is two months younger than David Johnson. Okay. It's true. So I'm just saying, like in a dynasty league, it makes sense why Harmon has paused for him in the second round. No.
1: No. no. Everything about James Coe is just no. don't care.
3: Don't care. No. 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 First forty times. No. No.
1: First of all, yeah. What's this guy's forty, 40 times? Time.
2: Oh, that's right. It's amazing. That's right to me. Uh, no, but here's the thing. Uh, to, to your point, uh, Alex Gilhart, th- why did we go down this route? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to me, uh, I want to know how how many years, snaps, plays he's had in the NFL. Because it's like a it's like a fighter. Uh, a fighter could be th- a young 30 or an old 30. How many times has he been in the ring? Because that's really where it counts. I mean, when David Johnson's crushing guys in from northern Iowa or whatever it is, right? Like, he's not taking a beating, dude. You know what I mean? Like, Lev Bell... Uh, at Michigan State, if he was getting a lot of carries, which he didn't, which was fine. But then he got into the NFL and got a lot of carries, and he's getting beat up. It's that—that's what I want to know. How many high quality carries has this guy taken? That's—that's what you really want to know. David Johnson's obviously had almost none.
1: All right, cool. I just took John Brown. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Who did you take? I did take David Johnson. <coughs> All right. Okay. Of course you did. All
2: right, so there you go. So that was the NFL Fantasy football. Why did we go down that rabbit hole? Why not? Sorry. For the WizKid from Wisconsin, MG, and West Virginia's finest man, Harmon. I'm James Coe. We're out. See ya.
0: What's up, everybody? DJ here from Move the Sticks, along with Bucky Brooks, our podcast. We look at the NFL through a player personnel perspective, looking at teams, looking at matchups, looking at the NFL draft. You can catch us on Move the Sticks, nfl.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes. You go into your shower feeling tired.